This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's poppin', everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Ah, the special guest. Do you know, for this episode, I feel like we have a little asterisk on the host, on 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 the one true host. Like, likely, it is still you. It's always been you. But, but, full disclosure, we're recording this episode hot on the heels of the last episode. We are. Where you will recall that uh, Jazzy J team was growing. So it's possible had we waited the full week to record the next episode, who's to say what could have happened? Well, we don't know. Well, we don't, I mean, to me, it feels like pretty limbo who the real host is this episode. TBH, TBH. I felt like I would, I felt like I had a, a particularly solid host week last week. Well, yeah, it did. You know? I mean, you forgot the corny joke, but. Yeah. Well, well, uh, you you're suppo- it's part of your job to prompt me with it. Well, so. well uh, do you have one for us this week? Hey, yeah, you know what? As a matter of fact, I do. As a matter of fact, Jay, yeah. I just I just clicked it and it went away. Oh, no. What do you call a bear without any teeth? Uh, oh, I, don't, I don't know. What do you call a bear without any teeth? A gummy bear. Oh, that's oh. so obvious. Oh, oh. Oh, I should have. Oh, I man. should have. My twins have such gummy smiles. Oh, that's it so is, adorable. They, they, they also have no teeth. Oh. And they give you the biggest gum smiles, and it it is so heartwarming. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yes. I can I can just picture it. Yes. Man, it's making me want some some gummies, though. I know! Oh. I know. I was all prepared to use the same joke in last week's episode, which yeah. we recorded like two hours ago. Yeah. And I was like, man, I really wish I just had a big old bucket of gummies. Actually, lately, I've been taking a gummy multivitamin every day. Oh, I do a gummy elderberry thing. It, what is a gum? Is is it essence of elderberry? Am it, I, yeah. Am I under eating elderberries? It's, I think it's essence of, I don't know. When when the the COVID started, yeah, the yeah. you know the in, when the inside time started, right? You know we we stockpiled a bunch of like got to be extra healthy now stuff, and so one of the things that we got a bunch of were these elderberry vitamins, which according to all of my wife's mommy blog things are like top drawer, real good, real good. It's always interesting. <laughs> it's and always in- multivitamins are completely one of those things where I literally have no idea whether or not they're just just a hoax. Oh, like, gosh, I, know. I, I truly don't know. Like, I feel like there are people out there who are like, yeah, basically it's like way too concentrated and your body just filters out almost all of it and you get next to nothing, maybe some vitamin C. And it's like, oh, all right, well, but people, people do it, you know, to, like to me, it seems like it can't possibly hurt. Or that's the thing, like that's in my mind, I'm like, there's no way this is hurting. Yeah. Maybe it's not really helping, but it can't be hurting. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, could it be hurting? Could it be hurting? Could it? Am, I, am I taxing my I don't think so. liver slash kidneys the too heavily? The way I understand the body and vitamins to work is that you've just got a bunch of empty buckets. And when you eat vitamins, they fill up those buckets. And when the buckets are full, they're just like, go ahead and just get peed out. Uh, sure. And there's like a there's like a, a foreman and he's like, oh, what is this? Calcium? God, he is like pounding the calcium. Just move it. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut we it do, down. We, do, we need no we more calcium. We have calcium. plenty of calcium. Does anyone, has anyone seen the vitamin D? Has, uh, did I miss anything? No. God, that kid needs to get outside. Tell him to, tell him to go outside. Tell him to, can I, can we send a message to brain? No. We can't. It's, okay. Why it's, doesn't it work that way? I mean, we're not physicists. <laughs> or physicians. <laughs> That's a joke from last week. That's a joke from last week that, like, I had to pause because I figured just ones of people out there completely just lost their minds um, at that, that callback. Uh, but yeah, why? And maybe it is not the case that, like, when like when you need something specific, it like, there's not, like, a natural impulse to just go and get that thing. Well, 
I think probably there is. There is. I okay. think so. So one of the other things, real, real hot on the mommy blogs oh. that I get to hear all about. Yeah. Is oh no, what's this style of eating? It is. It's basically where you like listen to your body and eat according to when it tells you you're hungry and like stop eating when it's done. Oh my gosh, it's gonna drive me crazy that I can't think of the answer to this. Um, I feel like I'm gonna have to text Beth. It's a thing. Okay, well. Sex, Beth. Okay. No, but that's the thing, though. I think that's what's interesting is that, like, in nature, I feel like if we were if we were just out existing with the elements and stuff, you know, there would be so much more instinct involved. Like, so much less of the way that you were consuming things would be based on, like, what you crave or what has been marketed to you or, like, your favorite kind of snacks. Yeah. And so much more of it would just be like, hmm, I definitely need pine needles today. Is that a thing, do you think? Pine down needles? It's pine needles. Maybe not pine needles. But certainly, like, I feel like whenever you watch people who have put themselves in survival situations, it'll be like, oh, I really need, you know, the protein or I really need, uh, you But know, is that experience? Like is, like, is that not knowledge or is that instincts well i think both i think enough experience will let you know what that feeling is sure you know sure but like we are really the only creatures that have crafted you know diets and such sure yes okay my wife very quickly tested texted me back and the the style of eating sounds like a weird turn of phrase is intuitive eating which is basically where you're just sort of like listening to your body's cravings and if it's like i want something like sweet then you eat something sweet if it's like i want something savory i want that and when you're full you're you stop eating and it's just trying to like it's basically like trying to reset your body's natural urges oh look she sent me a list of 10 principles of intuitive eating it's like she's producing the show on the fly on the flizzle ah uh, so like so like I'll just read off the headlines. It's like, reject the diet mentality, honor your hunger, make peace with food. So stuff like that. So like making peace with your food, I think it would be like having a, a better relationship with food, like not feeling guilty for having that cupcake or something. Sure, sure. No, and this is, this actually is kind of interesting, I think. I am, as, as a eater, for one, very, very slow. Yeah. Like it takes me forever to eat. I think this I've was something it many times, many times. I think this was something like it, it would maybe even me. It was like the, the, the time that I really got some quality discussion in with mom Yeah. because like you, you and Tyler would like have left the table and have gone to like, you know, do whatever. And mom was sort of like packing up the kitchen or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I would be sitting there eating my tacos still. And during that period of time, you know, I was like, just me and mom chatting it up. Interesting. Yeah. But I think with that really what's interesting about it is that I think I eat so slow that like my hunger's digest like uh uh what is the attention span almost yeah. my hunger's attention span like kind of gives up it's like all right he's not eating anymore it's fine we're good well this is tell him we're good up there this is this is like a, a common thing I think people recommend is to try and eat slower because you only have like a certain window of time where you're hungry right and if you just like slow it down you will get the same feeling of fullness even if you have eaten less. Sure, but okay, yeah. if yeah. you're like scarfing it down, maybe if that window is like 20 minutes, you know, if you eat two tacos, then that might be, it. that's probably enough, huh. you know? And you're like, okay. And if it took you 20 minutes to eat them, then one, you, I feel like you're eating tacos wrong, but you probably be, you're gonna like finish that second taco and be like, I guess I'm good. Yeah. But if you're like me, you're like two tacos, got another 19 minutes to kill, I'm starving. <laughs> I'm starving, let's keep going. So, okay, so here's the other thing, and I wish there was a really good way to measure this, and maybe there is. Maybe someone of the internet will tell me, but I feel like the the volume inside of my mouth, which is to say the amount of space yeah. oh, that actually oh, not exists. The sound. Not the sound, not okay. the not, not yeah, not how loud uh I, I am communicating, but the literal volume of space that is the cavity, you know, that I, I consume mm -hmm. food through. Yeah. I feel like I can I can't take in a lot of food at one like with a single bite so i think that's the other thing is i'm taking like small bites you're a small mouther yeah exactly yeah. Mm. exactly and i think with this i actually notice it the most with sushi because ah. interestingly i feel like my favorite sushi restaurant in roanoke have like doesn't seem like it is anyone else's favorite sushi restaurant but the thing about it is they have like smaller rolls right like they are like physically small yeah so i can like throw one back, no probs. Right. And it is the only place that I can go where I can actually out 
eat people. Oh, interesting. But like on the flip side, if I were to go, so I could eat like four sushi rolls or something, people at home are like, ha, as if that's a lot of sushi. Four sushi rolls, that's like 40 pieces of sushi. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I can do that sometimes. But on the flip side, if I go to somewhere else where it's like a large piece of sushi, like yeah. the, it's like where putting the roll into your mouth would take up the entire volume of space. Yeah. Man, it's like, I kind of like, I gotta really work it through. Mm -hmm. It takes me forever. And usually I'll like finish my one roll and I'm like, man, I'm good. I might, even, I might not even finish the single roll. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, maybe you're talking about eating a similar amount of food because one of them is literally smaller. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I can throw so much back, back, so much more back when it's broken into small pieces. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So obviously you haven't started one cup life yet since it's only been two hours since last we spoke. Yes, yeah, since but, last we spoke. But perhaps also something you could try is well, once you you know light all your old cups on fire and you know burn them forever. No, never look back. Never look back. You and Fred for life. <laughs> It's just me and Fred and Fred and maybe, me. Maybe what you throw in there is all of your like forks and your regular forks and knives, silverware, and you just convert to chopstick life. Chopstick because, life. Because like so much of like the way chopsticks are able to like if your if your primary utensil is the chopstick, yeah, everything you eat must be small bites. Like the way all the food is dictated by the way in which you can't have you know you can't you couldn't approach a big steak with sure. chopsticks. You know, sure. Either you have to pre-slice it into already chopstick sized bites. You couldn't have a big fork and steak. Right. Yeah, see what I did there? I, I saw what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like yeah, that could that this might help. Maybe if you're trying to eat more, maybe you need to get better with the sticks. Maybe or maybe I'm someone who needs to pre-cut all of my food into tiny bite-sized pieces mm -hmm. and then neatly arrange them on a very large tray in a very decorative manner, just like the sushi. Yeah. Because that's probably helping too. Let me tell you something in the vein of nice looking food. Yeah. Is that Beth and I recently got new plates at our house. No, you did not. We did. What a life development. You know, you wouldn't think so. You, you truly do. No. Yeah. Like your, your plates, you use them every day. Right. Right. So I don't even know if plates is the right word. Honestly, Beth would call them bowls. Basically what it is, is a bowl that is plate sized and flat all the way across the bottom with just hot, like a one inch rim. Okay. Right. Okay. Oh man. Does everything roll into the center? Could you put corn no, no, on the no, cob? No, it's flat. It doesn't roll. There's no rolling towards the center. Oh. It's just flat across the bottom. I see. Yeah. So everything can rest neatly. And I have to tell you, I'm not sure what the difference maker is, but it is like a much nicer eating experience in like the four days that we've had them. Like you couldn't eat cereal out of this kind of bowl. You just held because it'd be so, it'd be <laughs> hard to scoop. That does seem frustrating. You know, you, know you, need, you need the walls of the of a regular bowl to force the cereal onto your spoon. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. I think I'm imagining it. Are they white? They are white. Okay. Yeah. So they match the rest of our silver, our uh, our dishware. Dishware. So the other the other exciting part of getting new plates for me is that we get to get rid of other things. Oh, the so best. It was like, so it was like, okay, we're we gonna bring like this many new plates in. Well, there's only so much cabinet space, so something got to go. So you burned the rest of them. That's right, Ben. <laughs> As... Big fire. Yeah. I'm, well, I haven't burned them yet. I was like, I'll just wait for Ben for his like cup fire or whatever. <laughs> the cup fire. His whole fire. Because you know how well glass and ceramic burn. Burn. Exactly, Ben. You had to get it real hot. Re really, really hot. <laughs> like screaming hot. Most, there are stoves, I think, made out of ceramic, yes? Yes. Hot enough to burn down the stove. Right, exactly. Yep, that's, that's how what, hot. That's what we're after. Exactly. Oh, think man. of the sculpture of burnt plastic cups you'd have at the end. Man, so for the, terrifying. for the people who have no idea what we're talking about, because I don't know if we defined one cup life. Look. Properly. I mean, if this is, yeah, you're right. This this could be someone's first pop. It could be. It yeah. could be. Welcome, by the way. Hey, Welcome. how are you? Welcome, freshly popped little colonel. What do you think their name is? Jill. Nailed it. Jill? Jill. Welcome, Jill. What up, Jill? Man, if somebody new starts listening and this is your first episode and it's Jill, you better let us know. Oh, man. Ah, oh, please let us know. I love it when it happens. And if you have a friend named Jill who doesn't currently listen to us, send them this. Yeah, and you're like, and you think they, they're they like asking about podcasts? Yes. Or even if they're not. In fact, especially if they're not. Just be like, should listen Friend Jill. Okay, that's the thing. You should say, and Jordan, when you're titling the episode, don't include Jill anywhere in it. Yeah. If you have a friend named Jill who doesn't already listen to this, you need to be like, listen, friend Jill, you need to listen to this 
podcast. Right. And they're going to be like, why? Like, just trust me. Like, I like. there's something about it that I think you're just going to like love. <gasps> and Jill, thank you for listening, by the way. Whoa. You've reached the point. This is This, it. this is why your friend told you to listen. It's for you. And for you, Jill, I'm going to re-explain what One Cup Life is very briefly. Basically the whole idea, One Cup for a whole year. One cup for a whole year. For all your drinking needs. For all of your drinking needs. So it's like everywhere you go, whenever you're encountering a cup-related situation, <laughs> you're always using your cup. Doesn't mean you can't drink out of like cans or bottles, you know, if the situation permits. But like, at you know, after a nice dinner where you've had your tall glass of orange juice or milk. Yeah. I feel like that's what we had as kids. It was always a tall glass of milk with dinner. <laughs> Is that a typical <laughs> dinner beverage? I think for, uh, yes, I don't see why not. For, <laughs> Say, why we, not? We're gonna say for an eight-year-old. I was gonna say for kids, but I'm like, I don't see why adults wouldn't drink it. It's a weird situation. It's so hard for us to know, really, I think, because when we were growing up, like our mom would give us the kids milk. But, but she didn't but like she milk. She doesn't like milk, so yeah. she wouldn't drink it. I'm in the same exact situation now because Beth doesn't drink just straight milk. She doesn't what? like it. Man! So I still don't know. Huh. Would it be weird for adults to drink milk at dinner? No, surely not. I don't not. think surely not. So take your cup. Oh, we name just said your... surely. That's apparently a thing we do. Oh, yeah, I know that. I, yeah, I do it yeah, all the time. Okay. I, I'm definitely the problem. But so you drink your glass of milk with dinner and then afterwards you clean it. And then if you're going to have a glass of wine, you then have wine out of the same cup. Out of the milk glass. Out of the milk glass. <laughs> it sounds really bad when you describe it like that. <laughs> milk and wine. Uh, but what a terrible combination. Terrible. Is that a mixed drink somewhere? Is that called something? I'm going to look it up. Milk and wine. Gonna, milk and wine sounds like a like a, a book from someone who went on a really weird spiritual journey. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And now they own like somewhere in like a fancy part of town, they own a, a milk and wine bar where you can come and get different kinds of really high end like milks yeah. or or wine. Oh, apparently this is real. <laughs> this would not work at all if you tried to mix them together. What happens? It says what could happen if you drink wine together with milk is that it will curdle. If you mix <gasps> wine and milk in a glass, it will form curdles then and there. <laughs> Oh, the worst cocktail ever. The worst cocktail. It's like, yeah, you wanted the drink. Sorry, it is now a solid. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we have plates for. <laughs> uh, so, oh, man. Anyway, clean your single cup afterwards. And then, oh, have I mentioned naming it yet? It needs to be named. You got to name it. Mine's named Fred. You have to form an emotional bond with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing is that like, I really do feel like that's part of the entire. I think naming it is maybe one of the most important parts of it. Possibly. Because Let me, okay. So I will akin this to, to my Pokemon Nuzlocke challenges. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you're unfamiliar with the Pokemon Nuzlocke challenge, it is basically a way to play Pokemon with self-enforced rules that turn uh, a normal game of Pokemon into hard mode. Yeah, yeah. So the way it works is the only Pokemon you're allowed to use, you can only catch the first thing you encounter in a new route or town. Yep. The very first thing you run into. And then if something faints, it's considered dead and you have to release it. Oh no. So there's a limited available number of things for you to catch based on the number of towns and routes you go to. And uh, the, the final rule though, is that you have to nickname all of your Pokemon. Oh, and that's a rule. That's, that's not something. That's okay. like a rule, right. So that, that one seems like the, well, that does that even matter? And it's like, that part is crucial. Like, not only must you uh, abide by the parts that actually make the game more hard, but the other half of it is by nicknaming it, it forces this like emotional attachment to something because it now can die. Right. Yes, which yeah. is not true of most Pokemon games where you can just go to the Pokemon Center and- Revive them. Revive them, oh. yeah. How insignificant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So. I, I completely see where you're coming from. Yeah. And similarly, if your cup dies, you don't get a new cup. You don't get a new cup. That's right. <laughs> you're without cup for the rest of the year. So <laughs> that's part of the challenge. That's probably start using your hand as a bowl. So I'm just going to get a text from you and be like, Jay, I got bad news. Fred, Fred is dead. Fred, Fred is dead. Fred is dead. <laughs> is Fred going to be a red cup? Nope. No. Okay. No. I'm, I'm, well, I, I guess it could be. I'm really thinking that, because that's the other thing, is you have to choose a cup that is like reasonably fitting for as many applications as right. you use so, a variety of cups for. Yeah. So that's what I'm, I'm curious to, I'm curious to know how deep into the process you've gotten considering 
the cup type because you think certainly it needs to be one that is easily cleaned. Yes. And that can handle a wide variety of temperatures and probably that fits in cup holders. Yeah, although I think you that's know. essential. It, yeah. I think it, to, um, just off the top of my head, it feels like you need like an optional lid. I think an optional lid is critical. Yeah. yeah. I think, mm, do you go handle, no handle? No handle. No handle. I think no handle. No handle. Yeah. Microwave safe, probably. Well, oh, that's, a, that's tricky a tricky one. one. That's a tricky one and very fair point. Yeah. So, okay, I would say that's the first thing you've thought of so far that hasn't fit the my choice of cup okay. so far, which I, I believe, if I'm correct, is like a 16-ounce, like... Yeti, as I knock my drink over, yeah. a 16 ounce Yeti like tumbler. Mm -hmm. Hang on a second, let me see if I can figure out exactly what it's called. It's probably got some type of fun name. The Rambler. The maybe. Rambler. The Rambler, 20 ounces. Ramblin' has, Fred. Has a lid, can be customizable, can come in red. It just looks like a, like, a, like a travel coffee mug. It looks like a travel coffee mug. Yeah. But I think functionally, with the exception of being able to be microwaved, it has the ability to keep things I temperature appropriate. True, longer. you might not need the microwave if it can maintain temperature inside the cup on its own. Right. Like worst case scenario, you get more coffee. That's right. You just put more coffee right in there. Right. And you're fine. You know what I found to be the case is you can, if you just, you like, uh, leave this out in the car and like out in the sun, it'll just heat things right back up anyway. Yeah. 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 There you go. You want, you want some hot wine? You just leave it right out in the sun. <laughs> just, you set it right outside. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some curdled wine milk. <laughs> Let me whip you up some. You don't even need the sun we for can, that. You we'll, just... <laughs> we'll smear it on some toast. <laughs> that sounds so bad. It does. Can you imagine like serving that to people? They'll be like, what do you got on here? It tastes like, hmm, tastes like, I don't, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like, I don't like it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I so I so want some one of the little curdles to try and prank somebody. Schmear some some wine <laughs> milk <laughs> curdles. <laughs> some <laughs> wordles. <laughs> a wordle? On, yeah, a wordle. Like a wine curdle. No, not not yeah. lost on me at all. <laughs> a wordle. On like a piece of toast for for a for a sibling or something. You'd be like, hey, I got you some I made you some breakfast. Right. It's, some brekkie. It's kind of like it's kind of like butter on toast, and you put like jam or jelly on yeah. top of it, you know, yeah. which is more of a thing. It's like that, <laughs> only terrible. Well, maybe. We don't know. For all we know, it's amazing. For all we know it's amazing. It, it, Wilk. Wilk, goodness gracious. Could you imagine if we just came up with the next, like, craze? Oh, my gosh. If people are, like, wilking all over the place? Yes. Yes. Precisely. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's people are like, it's kind of buttery. It's kind of like milk, but it's also got that, like, you know, oaky flavor to it. Yeah. 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 It tastes like uh, I'm eating dinner at the same time as breakfast. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Pairs so nicely with pancakes for breakfast. <laughs> For dinner, pancakes for dinner. Oh, this—it sounds so gross. But think of the opportunities you could—you could try so many different kinds of wine. You could. I'm only imagining red wine, but I suppose you could go white wine. Oh, that white does... wine to white milk, though—that doesn't sound. It doesn't, let's, that doesn't seem as good. Let's assume that that's not even a plausible option, right. and the two will literally not join. <laughs> It'll be like they'll just be like parting apart from each other inside your cup. Inside of your You're cup. Like, wow, this has never been done before. <laughs> this is this is weird. I can't believe nobody. He's ever thought to actually I can actually I can because this is the result because this is the result wow. man wouldn't that be crazy if just like two common household uh liquids that you could have right now had the mm. ability to literally part from one another wow and not Weird. in the same way as like water and oil water, yeah, but like yeah. <laughs> more I'm, I'm imagining like the red sea being parted right like you pour them in a cup they are like repelling away from each other like magnets magnets yeah yes yes the polarization is real so as it were I think I own a rambler you do already. Me too. Yeah. So okay. I feel like I feel like I'm already well underway. Wait, wait. So now am I to understand you would would you get a new Rambler? Well, I feel like for the commitment. Yeah. Like I would want to start like brand spanking new. Right. I yeah. do. I do own one of these cups already. Is mm. what I'm trying to say. But yeah. it'll go in the trash heap like everything else. Exactly. And by trash heap, of course, I mean bonfire. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where all the old utensils that you are divorcing from your life permanently goes. Exactly. Exactly. Popcorn culture is support. 
supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But yeah. So, yeah, no, I think I think that that's I, I would start with a new cup and it would sort of be like, boom, I've got my cup. That's yeah. it. And from now on, it'll be full. Yeah. I feel like it's the type of thing that people would learn about you unexpectedly quickly. And it would be like, like you go over to like, you know, uh, like Alice's mm. dad's house for like a dinner or something. And they'd yeah. be like, no, I'm kind of used to this by now. He's got his own cup. It's a <laughs> He only drinks from his own cup. He's well known for it. <laughs> it's named Fred. It's named Fred. Do you think, okay, so we, there's this amazing event that happens in Roanoke every year called Go Fest. Go Fest. I've heard yeah, of it. You've heard of it. It's a good one. Hopefully it happens this year. Who knows? I'm not optimistic. I'm not optimistic, but it is an outdoor festival, which helps. It helps. But it's also a large gathering of people, which doesn't help. Yeah, that's but the problem. But it'll be in November. 
which feels far away. But I keep saying that, like, when they first announced, they are like, everyone's closed until June 10th. I was like, June? It's April! Right, yeah. <laughs> this will be way cleared up by, oh god, <laughs> it's July. <laughs> no! Yeah, so, not mega optimistic about the GoFest prospects. But anyway, one of my one of my tricks for GoFest is that there's lots of beer tents. Yeah. There. So you always always get like the there's always like a signature cup too. Right. Yeah. So always get the new cup. You do always. Yeah. yeah too. You know, you gotta support the event is free, so you know you want to support a little. Right. But I always that we've got these little like rubber they look like a like a rubber blaze like a rubber pfft, like a rubber bracelet, kind of like a Livestrong band used to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got a second loop on it. For like hooking this thing. For like, yeah. So the idea is like you got like a like a carabiner or a little S-beaner that you put on your belt loop. And then the rubber bracelet goes around the cup. And it's like a cup. Uh, cup holder is the wrong word, but I guess that's what it's doing. <laughs> but in a way. But in a way, it's the right word. So do you think you would like, would you, would you adapt some like cup? Accessories. I believe so. Yeah. I actually, at, um, it's funny. I didn't even think about GoFest as like the place where this like idea had spawned from. But in my head, I had imagined that there was the ability to go hands free with Fred. Yeah. So that like I could. Oh, that's true. Because if, if you're only using the one cup and you're bringing Fred everywhere, now he's in your hand all the time. Now he's in your hand all the time. Ooh, that's a that's a. Hmm. It, it's a it's a possible thinker. Right. And it, it could be part of the challenge, but it may also just it may not be that hard to tackle. Just depending. Just depending. Right. You know. So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that'll be one of the biggest challenges though. Yeah, like you always have to have something in your hand now. Right. But now, I like having a prop. This is a weird thing. Like yeah. if you have difficulty in social situations, like talking to people, mm. one, always compliment their shoes. Great way to get a Great conversation way to get started. Going. People put so much of their personality into their shoes and you don't even realize it. So yeah. It's a great way to just be like, hey, great shoes. And then all of a sudden it's like, thank you. Let me tell you where I got them and why they're important to me. And then you're talking. But if you're having trouble saying and complimenting their shoes, mm. because, you know, you got to break the ice somehow, hold something. I have no idea why this makes such a difference for me. But yeah. like literally, like I have like specifically made it a purpose or like not like set down a drink at social like events and stuff, even right. if it's empty, specifically because it's easier for me to talk mm. while I have. And gives your hand something to do. Gives your hand something to do. But on top of that it also can give your mouth something to do because if there's like a, a slight lull in the conversation and you have a beverage on the handy yeah you know what you take a take, sip you just take a quick sip and that whole time frantically work you know your brain you need to be going a million miles a second thinking of something really good to say and clever oh, this ben i'm fully aware of this the the hold like take take a sip to bridge the lull yeah if you will but my problem is that i will drain my glass so quick Oh, you know, so like, true. Right, like now it's like I will like. Oh man, I took a lot of lulls. <laughs> a lot of lulls. Okay, which I'm maybe gonna... is a good. Maybe it's a good extra strategy. Like if you've had that many lulls, it's like you need to get out of this conversation. Oh, good point. Good point. Like, and yeah. now you have a great excuse. You need a new drink. Right. Use it <clears> as a metric. It's like you know, man, I finished. I finished my drink way too quickly. You know what that means? This person's. This, we're not having engaging conversation. This isn't it. And then you can you can feel confident in your decision to walk away. Uh, that's what you need because you don't. That's that's what you need. You need the validation that this conversation was boring and the finishing of your drink. You're like, okay, it's not. That's that's a that's a that's a physical signal to me in the real world that it was okay to move on. I don't need to feel guilty about wanting to talk to someone else. Nope, nope, precisely. And that's what you need. Yeah, I think you you need to know. I think having confidence is usually based on whether or not you are aware that the social action is acceptable. Mm. Because that's probably what it comes down to. It's right. like, is it okay for me to just walk away? Like, will they think it's weird? Probably not, quite frankly. Uh, that's one thing. I feel like whenever I host parties, yeah. people like constantly, I'd be like in the middle of like a, a very intense, you know, discussion about the latest Kubota tractor that I was scoping out, right. you know, with Trey and the guy who I dug the pond with by right. hand. And someone will come up to me like, hey, Ben, can I ask you about these bourbon bottles over here? And I'll be like, Trey, hold that thought. And then I'll walk away. And then, sorry, Trey, I usually don't get back to that conversation, unfortunately. Right. But that's okay. And hey, I don't think I don't think Trey holds it against me. the nature of the party to be in sort of a floating conversation with everyone in the room. Yes. So, <laughs> speaking of using a cup prop slash bourbon, because I just happened to touch on that, there was this one occasion where I made just such a significant whoopsies doing this precise thing. Yeah. And many people may know, if you know me from the interwebs, that I was I was obsessed with ice, like specifically clear ice for a while. But was. 
Well, you never really stop being obsessed with ice. Like, once you start... <laughs> like, you know, I, was, I figured it out, you know. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, you know. That mastery does help. It, do, it does give some acceptance. Right. You do you know? think... Are you, would you call yourself a master at this point? Well, no, I really wouldn't. No. <laughs> but the, I think really what happened was I figured out how to make clear ice consistently, right. mm. um, but still not in the manner that I would like. What I would actually really love is to have a bandsaw that is specifically made for ice mm. so that I could make larger quantities of the ice that I now know how to make clear, right. cut it down into individual cubes, and then I actually would store them in like a very specific way, like in a chest freezer and their I own see. individual like holding containers waiting to go into a... Sounds like you have more plans for your ice capades. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've got more plans. Yeah. But I don't know where to get a bandsaw that is specifically made for ice. I've, I've looked high and low. But you know they exist. I know they exist. I do know they're out there, but I can't tell how specialty they are. Is it, yeah, people aren't just using regular ones? No, because most bandsaws would not be able to accommodate the amount of moisture that would come from this particular uh, situation. So it does need to be a rather particular kind of blade. Although when I cut corals, when you frag a coral up, yeah. which is to say you have a coral colony and then make it into smaller pieces that can then grow on their own and you right. can sell them on the interweb. Right. Um, I do use a wet band saw for that which is basically a bandsaw designed for tile work which could work for this it occur oh. yeah it seems to me like worst case scenario you fail to cut a piece of ice worst case scenario I fail yeah. to cut a piece of ice yeah. yeah that's not the worst worst case scenario. it doesn't seem like the ice could possibly do enough damage to the saw right probably not right i don't know well, i don't know about bandsaws it's hard to say i also don't know like people use chainsaws on ice all the time and that might just be acceptable like it might just work i don't know if they're using specialty ice carving chainsaws or if you just got a regular old steel right which is what i have yeah um Okay. I'll look into it more. Okay. Yeah, because that could be the answer there. But early on in this process, I was probably 23 or 24, and it was right when I started doing, like, the aquarium work down at Center in the Square, which is, like, a local museum in our town where I have this, like, 8,000-gallon reef display. And I was at, like, the Christmas party with a lot of the, like, board members that are, like, sort <clears throat> of involved with keeping that building running and yeah. funded and all that type of stuff. So, uh, like, I was... I was working for myself and it was my company and I had a contract with these people I would say were as close as possible to my boss and that they were the people who could affect change on my life most directly. Right, like, you owned your business, but this is your biggest client, whom without the business could not survive. Well, it, not in a manner that I would appreciate. Right, yes, okay. It, it would have changed my lifestyle rather significantly. So, anyway, <clears throat> I'm at the party, and I've just gotten really into drinking, like, specific kinds of bourbon, not mm -hmm. like, you know, in college where it was like Jim Beam or something like yeah. that, but like, nice stuff, like where I was specifically yeah. researching it and tracking it down and trying to find the cool ones, and I was kind of having my whole ice capade where I'm like, trying to make Make really cool ice. So I go to this Christmas party and I'm like really nervous because the people there are important people as to my career. Yeah. And I've never spent any time with them in a social setting. And so I'm like, oh, this would be really cool. I'll bring a bunch of my cool bourbons and I will like show people them and sort of like talk about like what's cool about the individual things. And like I can show my ice because I, it seems like people tend to find it interesting that like I've applied this much. Yeah. Effort to ice. Effort into ice when yeah, most people, people probably are like uh, water freezer done. Right. Yeah. No big, no big <laughs> chumps. Um, <laughs> but so I get there and I had brought like literally like a little like lunchbox like you would have had in high school school full of these ice cubes that I've been making all week so that I could like share them with people at the party at the party interesting so I, it was BYOI uh, <laughs> brought my own ice but when it really came down to it it was a party that like I knew that I needed to go and sort of like quote unquote glad hand at I guess maybe is the best way to describe it but I knew I wasn't going to have to be there for a terribly long time because I'm not like an actual member of this organization right so I get there and I start talking to people and I handed out a bunch of ice cubes which meant that I was just drinking bourbon from my cup yeah and like at this point in time like i said i'm i am like approaching bourbon from an appreciation standpoint yeah. not a like you know intoxication standpoint yeah although the problem was by using it as a prop and my nerves in this particular scenario and the fact that it was straight bourbon uh -oh. meant that i like just 
way accidentally overconsumed. Oh boy. Like in the most like I feel like embarrassing way imaginable. Like, you know, I, it was You like puked in the middle of the room? No. It okay. wasn't that embarrassing. Okay. But it was I mean, this was as you draw nearer to like the Christmas period of time, your Christmas party could be on like a Thursday night or something. Like, yeah. It, it wasn't like, like Saturday night even. Mm-hmm. And so I'm there for one hour, during which time I probably have like, you know, two cups. Oh gosh. Of bourbon. Of the bourbon. Oh, yeah. So I get home and it, um, my, my girlfriend at the time drove me home, but I got home and it hadn't even hit me yet. So oh. it was like, that was like oh, so how that's fast good. it happened. Yeah. So I was, I was completely fine at the party. No big <clears throat> deal. But my normally sound approach to having social interactions at parties turned on me oh. so hard. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. It was painful. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. So the moral of the story is props are handy, but please prop responsibly. Please, please prop responsibly. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to bring your own ice, you got to know the, you got to know the dangers. You got, you got to. Got to. Oh, people did think it was cool though. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was sure. a good. Oh, I think, I think it was a good showing. I think it was a good showing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was very nervous, but like, I definitely had like, you know, it was almost like I was like a paid performer, which right. I, was, I was fine with. If you talk, yeah. you've seen that guy in the corner, he's, he's got like, clear ice. Have you seen? this guy over here like he's he's talking about bourbons and it's really cool yeah and yeah and so and actually i had some uh like some death star molds so a few of my ice cubes were in the shape of the death star which you know i was kind of like that's cool right that's pretty cool everyone likes the death star (laughs) totally well not everyone (laughs) most people don't like the death star alderaan really on doing not fans not a fan not a fan so anyway that's that's my tale well, there you go. Yeah. Clear ice. So speaking of bourbon, uh, where they make bourbon is in Kentucky. Okay. Right? Kentucky, also horse country. Horse country! Yeah! Wow. Look at that segue! Segue! Man. Oh, man. So, uh, so I guess a lot of people messaged us about horse ownership. Oh, a lot of people yeah. messaged <laughs> us. A lot. Okay, I would say I would say about 70% of the emails were people who were so excited to hear that we were just talking about horses at all, that it's a yeah. huge passion for them. And tons of people had so much interesting information about it. So it was kind of like, wow, I just got like a complete crash course on horses. Who knew? Who knew? The other massive chunk of people, and I would even say the overlapping Venn diagram would include some of the other 70%, uh, were people really, really, really wanting to assure me in the process in which you can walk behind a horse. <laughs> because, so, so yeah, were, were you trolled about being kicked in the face by a horse? I, well, I don't even think I was trolled because I don't even think that at the age in which I was told that a fellow classmate who's like had like a, a birthmark was the effect of, of being kicked by a horse. Of being kicked by a horse. Right. Like, I don't think somebody was able to like piece all of that together. Okay. I think it was just their own mental so, Creation and they told me and they were lying. But now, okay, yeah, because or maybe not lying. They just didn't know that what they believed was not true. Or that. Yes. Yes. So, but now, now you know the appropriate way to approach a horse's backside. Well. Or do you? I would still probably want to coach if I'm being honest with you, but it sounds like okay. It sounds like the process is running your hand down the side of the horse and patting them mm. as you go or okay. talking to them, so they are actively aware of the process yeah. of you working your way around their body, yeah, so that they know you're there, okay, and that they're not being caught unawares, right? I guess that's the dangerous thing is you don't want to spook. Them. You don't want to spook. You don't want to spook a horse you while you're not, standing behind them. Not not even one bit. No, man. Well, my my desire to be more involved with horses grows. Oh, okay. I, the way that you were approaching that, I was like, oh no, this sounds dire. No, we and were. Beth, our... Beth does listen to the pop. Oh, so she knows. I was like, I was like, is this about to be sh- like shot down? Oh, like no, 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 no. We're not owning a horse. Okay, okay. So here's here's my. I haven't I haven't discussed this with my wife or anything yet. So maybe she'll find out by listening. Hey, babe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my current ponderings to just have like a horse experience. Yeah. Yeah. Is there is this hiking trail you can do in Virginia. I think I mentioned it on the pop, perhaps. It is called uh, Mount Rogers. Oh, yes, you did. Okay. Highest point in Virginia. Highest point in Virginia. And on the trail, there's like wild ponies. There sure are. It's really awesome. So my current, does my, my, one of the things I want to do, I want to get one of those like toddler hiking backpacks. For sure. Yeah, right. And then just to have me and Luke go out on some adventure, go 
do a hike, see some ponies. Touch a horse? Touch a horse. Exactly. Wow. So this is this is my my uh, working plan. We'll see when it works out, if it works out. Oh, that'll work out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the backpack's like expensive and it's also like this past few weeks, bazillion degrees outdoors. Hey, do you need help rationalizing? Uh, Yeah, go for it. This is what I do, man. This yeah. is what I do. Yeah. I'm so good at figuring out ways for it to be okay. Yeah. Think about how much less the carrier is than buying an actual horse. Oh, yeah. Or the land. I mean, we're talking fraction of the cost here. Yes, that's and, true. And carrier applicable in other ways. That's right. We can get more hiking trips out of it. Right. Precisely. Exactly. And two more twins on the way, which means you've got plenty of runway left for yeah. kids age appropriate for the carrier. Yes. Man, I feel like it's a done deal and I'm surprised you haven't bought it now on Amazon. Mm, mm. Bought well, it now? Bought it now. I said buy it now. I haven't like done word. Bought it. <laughs> bought it now. Bought it now. No, but so there we go. That's my that's my plan. Okay. For horses. I get, Man, so it was so funny though. The reason uh, or like we, we were talking about bourbon being made in Kentucky. So my brother-in-law, or yes, brother-in-law, I was like, wait a minute, let me do the math. Yeah, my brother-in-law lives in Kentucky and we went to visit him a couple, like maybe like last year. And it was one of the things I was so excited to be going because it was going to be like, we were going to go to all these like bourbon distilleries. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun, this is going to be like the highlight of this trip. But like going in, it was like, had no idea that we'd be driving just right through horse country. Oh, like, like right through horse country. Yeah. Yeah. It was like one of the things like, oh my gosh, this just seems awesome. And it was like, so it like, it's like one of those things you're like sort of interested in. And then without being aware of it at all, you're suddenly like thrown right into the middle of like, like the main place. Yeah. Like like a yeah. prominent location for it. Like people yeah. might go there for that reason. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There, I mean, there are horses everywhere. <laughs> in okay. Like, yeah. So that was like one of those like, oh, I don't know. That was just a cool, have you, have you had an experience? I don't know. Where I've like found myself <laughs> in a remarkable location without realizing that that's where I was intending to go. Right. Or like I was there for a different reason. You were there for a different reason. We're like, wait a minute. No way. This is truly spectacular. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, <clears throat> that's like, it's such a specific thing with you. And I think the more... I, I feel like I'm talking up a lot. I, like I'm always thinking about horses, which I'm not. <laughs> this is like, it's sort of becoming a bigger thing now that we're talking about it on the pop. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to fan that flame though. I feel like sure. it's exciting to, uh, it's exciting to see you be excited about something because the way that you tend to go about things is very like completely. And yeah. I feel like you, you do have like that runway. Like you're, thinking of dipping your toe in the water to experiencing more horse life yeah. is to go on a hike to where there are wild horses so that you and Luke can physically see them yeah. together. Whereas my version of it yeah. <laughs> would be like, I bought a farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just dipping my toe in. I'm trying it out. I'm trying it out. Whatever. <laughs> if it doesn't fit, <clears throat> then I still own a farm and a bunch of livestock that I have to take care of forever. But, you know, whatever. Right, right. Actually, so on that note, recently we did a video on uh, Draco Mal voice Patronus. Yeah, peacocks. Which, yeah, peacocks. And Boy. it has made me very much want to own a peacock. Dude, that was my exact takeaway from that video too. Cause it's like, when you read about the peacocks in Harry Potter, it makes it like the Malfoys own them and they're strutting about the property. And you're like, man, it must, peacocks must cost a lot of money. They must. They must. But apparently peafowl are not really like some super lavish, expensive animal. Not as lavish as they would make yeah. you think. Yeah. Um, I feel like the fact that he had some that were pure white probably does up mm, that price tag a perhaps. smidge. Although the unfortunate thing is I looked up pure white peacocks yeah. and they are so cool. Oh no. Yeah, so. so there's no like just going right for the blue or something. I would go right for the blue. Okay, I would yeah. call I would call that dipping my toe in. <laughs> the real problem is, is I really don't think the residents of my block would be too, super pleased with it. So realistically, I need a farm. Why would they not be pleased with it? Well, I don't know if there's a great place to keep a peacock on a corner lot with no backyard. Well, I mean, I think you need the fence, first of all. First and foremost. For definitely you need a fence. Do you get a peacock house for it to live in? I think you'd probably need like a coop or something. A yeah. coop. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I I, my my, my no knowledge guesses on how to care for peafowl are that 
It's very similar to a rooster, just also fancy tail. Also fancy tail. Okay, but yeah. the fanciest of tails. Like, but like, uh, yeah, that's the fun part. That's that, why you wanted it all. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. So anyway, I think that's that's probably on my on my old bucket list at some point <laughs> is to own a peacock. Okay. And then probably give it a completely non-fitting name. Yeah. For its sheer beauty. Like George. I was thinking Gerald. Oh. Wow. How I was close. thinking you'd have your cup Fred and your peacock George. That is so much better. Better than what I was thinking. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Okay, okay. I will give that a thought. I'll give that a thought. Okay. 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 Anyway, we just had younger brother Tyler arrive here in the office in order to record a J versus Ben. So I yeah. feel like that's our, that is our cue to close out We're for the have, week. Yes, I think so. But what we really need from you guys is just all of the feedback because we will, it is, it's going to have been two weeks Mm-hmm. since we last recorded by the time we next record. Yes. And we need tons of information. <clears throat> we need to know? know, have you abandoned all of your silverware in favor of chopsticks? Have you abandoned all of your cups in favor of one cup life? One cup life. And what did you name your one cup? Yeah. Oh. How's it going? How is it going? Yeah. I so need... the, the, the part of the one cup life, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm about the tangent again as we're trying to wrap up. That's okay. It seems like you clearly, you won't have any more coffee mug. Well, it is you a coffee I mean? mug though. It is a coffee mug, but like so much much of the joy of, or part of the joy of drinking my morning coffee is selecting my mug. Well, I know? agree with that. I do agree with that. And there is something really joyous about having a quality mug. Yeah. But I don't know. So now the I also other... like having a clean mug, which Fred would always be clean because I'll always need it. You always need it. So it occurs to me as well that perhaps you might not receive the benefits of one cup light being that you don't have all of the other cups to maintain unless your wife also commits the one cup light. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So, so I'm, I'm going to have to get that, her. Is, is Alice on board? I don't know. I don't know. And maybe it's the type of thing where it'll be contagious, you know, it'll be like, yeah. man, like watching this, like watching one cup life, mm-hmm. you know, they're like Ben's relationship with Fred all of a sudden it's like I want that you know I, I mean I'm trying to be aspirational here you know yeah. it's like you, you want you want someone to tune in and be like an, like you know be like man I, I need that you know like yeah not, and not need it that feels that feels too much promoty this is more like this is more like recognizing the betterment that could come mm. from your relationship with a cup <laughs> Okay. Well then, I'm so excited to see when One Cup Life begins for you. I know, I know. I'll, I'll have to tell you all about it. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, I do need to give a special happy birthday this week from one of our patrons, Jess, who wants to wish a happy birthday to Ernie. This is actually a particularly fun <laughs> happy birthday wish because uh, originally Ernie came on as a patron and asked if we would wish Jess a happy birthday. Oh, returning so, the, the favor. Now we have returned the favor. Actually, not even quite yet. I believe this episode will come out on July 31st and his birthday is on August 4th. So So it's a little early. It's a little bit early, but we won't have another episode before August 4th. So everybody be sure to think happy birthday thoughts towards Ernie. Yeah. And in addition, we want to give a special thank you to these other patrons as well. Tommy King, Zach Beaven, Jenny, Alexander Dugan, Mallory Wood, King of Bibs, Jaden Neeston, Chad Leak, David Sherrier, and Grayson Lounsbury. I'm pretty sure we we gave a, a shout out to Lounsbury last week. Oh, was it the same Lounsbury? It, it could have been. It, it was in fact the same Lounsbury, <laughs> which hopefully we'll, we'll probably have feedback from old Lounsbury, but they'll be like, you keep getting my name wrong two weeks in a row. Could be Loonsbury. Who knows? Lounsbury. So, sometimes I do this though, and I will say someone's name in a variety of different ways. Yeah. And, um... They will email us and they'll be like, you totally nailed it. And I'm like, which time? But which time? Which time? I can't even promise I could do it again. I'm glad I got it right for you because that means a lot, you know. But if you guys would like to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash popcorn culture. We have three different tiers. They're all the same level and they're basically just casting a vote for who's going to be your host that week. You can vote for host Buzzy B, host Jazzy J, or host no host. Host no host. Host no host, which is literally just 15 seconds of silence. Yeah. No one wants that. No one wants that. That's right. What the people want is the jazziest of J's. And if you would like to be part of the people, all you got to do is just go to Patreon and sign up. Guys, guys, I will paint the trophy gold. <clears throat> that doesn't make it any more yours. <laughs> Vote Team Buzzy B. <laughs> Until next week. Pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs>